This is 3 and 5 on SLC Management Podcast. Welcome to another episode of 3 and 5. This is Chris Adair, head of our strategic partnerships here at SLC. Uh, this is our annual holiday tradition where I get to turn the tables and actually interview Steve Peacher, president of SLC. Well, Chris, thanks for having me. It's much easier to ask questions and answer, so I'm a little nervous about what you're going to throw at me. But okay. It is. It is, Steve. I, I have to tell you, I've been, ex- I've been looking forward to this session. So, Steve, wow, w- what a year we've had in terms of capital markets, unprecedented rate hikes from the Fed, inflation coming out of the hills of COVID and, and what we've seen both across all risk assets. So maybe you could just spend a little time, reflect on, on your thoughts of 2022 and where you see we're going in 2023. Well, sure. I, I, I'll tell you what my overarching conclusion is over looking back, not just at 2022, but the last couple of years. You know, who would have guessed that in uh, late 2019 that we we're months away from going to a global pandemic and that on March 13, 2020, we would all go immediately to work from home? Who would have guessed that given that the economy, after a few months of turbulence, would have actually done really well and markets would have taken off? Who would have expected that we would now be looking at a war in Europe that, you know, you, you see scenes that feel like you're looking at World War II videos sometimes? Who would have expected that we would be seeing inflation at double digit rates? Who would have thought that, you know, on the back of a pandemic, you'd have a Federal Reserve that was cranking rates up to these levels? And the overarching lesson that I take away from that is that no matter how hard we're all, we all try to predict the future, none of us know. None of us would have predicted those things. And even if you had the foresight to get one of those variables right, even if you could look into the crystal ball and say, yep, I I know for sure that we're going to have a pandemic, you probably couldn't guess with certainty what the market was going to do. You know, you probably wouldn't have guessed that the market would have done as well coming, you know, in the the teeth of the pandemic as it has. So I think what it made me, what it reinforces with me is just, well, you've always got to be looking forward and trying to take lessons from the past. The world is complicated and the world's unpredictable. And you've constantly got to respect that as you're trying to invest money. I think, Steve, uh, the important thing is that with volatility creates opportunity, right? And so I think it's easy for all of us to sit back and say, it's doom and gloom in the marketplace. Everyone has seen both their personal portfolio statements as well as our institutional clients. And everybody have felt some pain in 2022. But out of that, I firmly believe that there is opportunities. Um, What are your thoughts on that? Well, let me maybe I'll I'll first start by saying, you know, you, you mentioned 2023, what's an outlook? And I think I think there's a lot that you can be nervous about. Always nerve-wracking when the Fed is raising rates and um, talking about the potential for a recession. Never feels good. Inflation is seemingly topping out, but still very high, not feeling good. Still got this war in Europe, still working through issues related to Brexit. We've got geopolitical issues with China, US issues. So there's all kinds of stuff to feel nervous about. And there are probably, we could probably paint multiple realistic negative scenarios that would be problematic from a market environment next year. But I also think it's important to realize that there always is a positive scenario too, at least one, if not multiple. And I do think that it's important to think about what could go right. I'm certainly not predicting this, and you probably say I was being Pollyannish if I did, but you know, what if next year we look up and there is a resolution to what's happening in Ukraine? What if as a result, oil prices continue to come off even more and prices at the pump come off? What if inflation actually settles in core inflation around three, 4%? 
that actually might feel a lot better than one and a half percent where deflation was a concern. Three, four percent might be a really good level. I and mean, even though the Fed talks about a two percent target, they might be happy with that. You know, it might feel pretty good if the Fed stopped raising rates to know that the Fed's got ammunition again in case there's a, a downturn to cut rates. And so a scenario like that might actually be pretty good as a backdrop for markets. So I think there are many scenarios in an environment like this, it's easy to think about the ugly ones. They're not all ugly. We need to think about that. Yeah, agreed. I look at the fixed income markets today and I think about just the whole capital market structure where if you've got front part of the curve, we're looking at uh, five-year corporate credit now in the neighborhood of five and a half percent and almost 7% on CMBS bonds. I think about what that means just in terms of opportunity sets for our clients. Um, I'm not necessarily sure you need to go out the risk spectrum to reach your investment returns like like you used to. But having said that, I think you know what, what's unique about the SLC platform is that you know we, we have a lot of strategies and a lot of tools in our toolkit to take advantage of some of these opportunities. When you think about that and you think about Obviously, we have our big fixed income pillar. We've got Crescent with our private credit strategies. We have infrared and the renewable and, and sustainable energy efforts that that team is investing in. And we have Bentall Green Oak for our real estate platform. What are your thoughts about the various different affiliates and, and opportunity set? Yeah, I think it's a good question. It's, it's the reason why we like to have a broad platform because everything is not attractive all the time. And so we've, we've wanted to build a platform where in most market environments, you know, we had some strategies that could be really favorable in those market environments. So if I think about that right now, you mentioned fixed income. I mean, I think for the first time in a long time, and I know you see this day in and day out, we're finally, we're now starting to see institutional investors say, geez, I'm, I'm interested in fixed income again, because I got a 10-year uh, around 4%. And maybe my pension funding has improved with the rise in rates. So maybe I want to allocate back to fixed income. So I think, I think investment-grade fixed income, which was offering nothing in terms of yield, felt like for years... It's now kind of back on the radar screen in a big way. So I think that's really interesting to us. If you extend that into credit or some of the spread sectors, you know, you take higher risk-free rates with some spreads that have widened. I mean, you mentioned some levels in the high single digits. Feels pretty good, you know, especially if you end up in an environment possibly like I, I described earlier. I think a great place to be a lender right now to have fresh money to lend against real estate. I think that right now you're seeing commercial mortgage rates actually above cap rates. And I think if you're a flexible lender in the real estate markets, you're going to see a lot of opportunities uh, to lend money on attractive terms against good properties where the owner may be facing a maturity with an existing loan and needs to refinance it. So I think there's some real opportunities there. You know, you mentioned infrastructure. You know, we think this wave of investment that needs to happen in renewable energy is just, we're in the early innings of that. And we think that's going to be huge. And we think it's going to be an opportunity next year and for many years beyond that. So that's something we're thinking about. And even on the real estate side, where there's certainly some sectors that are challenged right now, like the office sector, but there are some other areas that continue to be, to roll along. You know, industrial's the, the poster child, you know, given the focus on, uh, you know, online shopping, et cetera. Cold storage is another example of that. So, if you look at the markets we invest in, we think that there are a number of subsectors right now that look really attractive going into 2023. Well, speaking of online shopping, I understand that this is a pretty special year for you. You are now a grandfather. Congratulations. Thank you. And so with that and with the holidays, can you uh, 
talk a little bit about what that means to you and Ann and your family, uh, first time grandfather. And really, I, I think about the holidays and what it means for everybody. And it's about spending time with family. So can you spend a little time and, and talk to us about how you're planning to spend the holidays? Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, you know, as anyone who has kids or grandkids knows, I mean, it's just nothing better. You know, we, we have a grandson that's now three, three months old. And uh it brings back all these great memories of when our kids were that young. You all avoid all the bad memories because when it's time to go to bed, you hand them to their parents and then they deal with it and you don't have to. So that all feels really good. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the holidays and thinking about gifts. Uh, unfortunately, this has got a grandson that hasn't even learned to roll over yet. And I'm looking at like buying him a football or can I get him a lacrosse stick or so. Um, I, I, I got to readjust my expectations for, uh, for for gifts for the holiday. But it's, it's definitely a special time for my wife and I. So I, I appreciate you asking. Well, that's great, Steve. Congratulations. So so on that note, just wanted to let everyone know from all of us at SLC, we wanted to wish everyone a happy holiday and all the best in 2023. And we look forward to continuing uh, working with you as our partners. Let me reiterate that. And, and uh, same to you, Chris. Uh, happy holidays and happy holidays to all of you who've supported us with our three and five podcasts over the last couple of years. Thanks, Steve.